probably one of the biggest, what I refer to as emotional or behavioral hooks. Those things that trigger us and sort of pull us in to getting way more involved and identifying with feeling uh, or taking on a certain role. Uh, A common one for me, just as an example, is the role of the victim. The, uh, these hooks, uh, come in various, uh, various forms and, uh, work in different ways, but they are basically all work the same in that they entice us into taking on a certain role where we see ourselves with a certain identity. And that's where we run into problems because when we start when we start taking on an identity that's not really who we are we when it's when we start it's you know we're not who we tell ourselves we are and i think different spiritual traditions speak to this in different ways but essentially uh who we really are is is who we are when we stop telling ourselves who we are i know it sounds silly to say it that way but it's, it's, that's just what's coming up right now. But getting back to these behavioral hooks, these are just like little carrots on the end of a stick. They're little things that sort of lure us in to deciding, hey, I'm, I, I'm this or I'm that. And if I'm this or I'm that, I need to behave and identify with this or that and look at everything that happens to me through that particular lens. It's almost like we can... We, we have this assortment of lenses that we can choose to see things from and none of which uh, allow us to see things as they really are because we're trying to look at it through uh, through the, you know the identity of some of someone that we're not for me many many times it is the role of the victim somehow I and this is a very common one I think for most human beings is that I start to see myself as a victim. Somehow someone has slighted me in a certain way. And what's even more uh, insidious, what's even even worse for me uh, psychologically and spiritually are those times when I'm not really sure that I'm the victim, but somehow I start, I go looking for it. In other words, someone exhibits a certain behavior, they say something, that, I, that I'm not sure that I expected them to say or they don't say what I expect them to say. The problem is with me is, and with all of us, when we expect things from others, that's where the trouble lies. That's where we get into trouble is when we're having expectations. When someone takes a certain action that catches me off guard, uh, when some, somehow something doesn't go the way that I seem to think that it should go, and that's the the problem is with me. That's that that's that's you know that's not anybody else's business. That's that's my business that you know I'm putting myself through. And uh, I can't blame that. I guess I'm, that's probably not the best way to say it. As far as you know, that's it's it's basically it's what I'm doing to myself. It's not that other person's fault. Uh, and so anyway, what ends up happening is is that you know I go you know and and that's really I think where at least for me where the danger is, is that where I start, I go looking for trouble. I'm trying to find, I'm, I just know somehow, some way, someone is trying to slight me. It's not, you know, it's not patently obvious. It's not something that, you know, it's not, it's not in the uh, foreground. 
It's, uh, I'm trying to read between the lines and, and, and find something that just really, in most cases, isn't there. In, in, in the few cases where maybe it is there, yeah, you know, I really have to ask myself, is it really, is it really a win for me if I figure this out, if I solve this mystery? Yes. Aha! Yes! I can see where this person is actually trying to insult me in some way or hurt me in some passive-aggressive way. Aha! I have discovered it. Yes, it's, uh, it's a mountaintop moment, isn't it? And at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's, it, it's what we do to ourselves when we go looking for this, when we're somehow convinced that this is what's happening, that somehow people are, you know, in a not-so-obvious way, trying to hurt us or disappoint us in some way or trying to, to convey something that's hurtful or they're out to get us. It's, it can range from just a mild feeling of, of feeling slighted to becoming completely immersed in, in a complete conspiracy theory. And there's just, I found myself doing this so much. And there really is, is, is there's just really, in most cases, nothing there. It's a, uh, yeah, it's kind of like, it's the, it's the proverbial, you know, peeking behind the curtain and realizing there is no Wizard of Oz. And once I have been able to realize this, I now have the benefit of being able to, if I choose to wake up, when I catch myself starting to do this again, and when I start going, when I'm hunting, I'm looking for something, I can just stop and let it go. And it's so freeing to actually be able to just, you know, catch myself and do, do what I usually love to say and do, you know, do what I usually love to do and say to myself, you know, caught you, you know, there it is there. I, there I am. I'm doing it again. I I'm going and looking for trouble. There I am looking for trouble again. And then I can laugh if I choose to breathe and relax and just let it go and realize that, yeah, I mean, it's the scary part is we can make our lives so much more complicated. And I probably shouldn't even be allowed to say this because I feel in some ways like I'm the master of making life more complicated than it needs to be. But we can. We can make our life. We can, we can have so much more drama going on inside our heads than is actually going on in real life. That when we come back, when we awaken and come back to real life, it can be much more simple in a lot of cases. It can be a lot easier to navigate. It can be a lot more fulfilling. Uh, but at the same time though, there, there is, there is, there's not as much drama. There's not as much going on and that can be tough. Once we first awaken and see this, it, life can be a little bit, uh, it can seem a little bit uneventful, but it's a process of, of, of reorienting ourselves to what's really going on instead of the high drama in full surround sound, technicolor, uh, uh, you know, as far as everything that's going on inside our head, it's so much more than what life is. If it's really going on in real life, it's an adjustment process. We have to adjust and learn to live day to day with just what life is. That's, and it's, it's so much easier to be true to ourselves and be who we genuinely are, uh, and, and, and stick to, you know, the work that we need to do and our priorities if we let ourselves do this, but it's a process and it takes time. And it is, it can be very painful at times. And I'm, uh, I'm still in the process of reorienting myself. I mean, I have discovered this and experienced this awakening uh, many, many years ago and still 
have resisted it and still have fought it and have still continued to live in the a lot of my life inside my own head, uh, you know, with the surround sound and the Technicolor and the and everything else that's going on with that, with the digital Dolby, everything happening, you know, that's that's larger than life. But we, it doesn't have to be that way. And the more we do that, I think the harder it is to come out of it. But we can. And I think in most cases, our life can be more peaceful uh, and more fulfilling and, and clearly much more healthy if we do that. And uh, I speak, I say that as a person who's still in this process. I'm still, I'm still working on that myself. I'm still trying to get to the point that I can live my life entirely in just the here and now. And I'm not there yet, but I am encouraged with the progress that I do have. I want to be here for other people to help them um, continue that trans, you know, to make that transition, because I believe that it, that's that's one of, that's some of the most important work, if not the most important work, we can do in our lives.